Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Tiger Shulman Smithtown Podcast. I'm Sensei James Leonelli, owner and head instructor of Tiger Shulman's here in Smithtown. Once again, I'm back at home in my home recording space to give you guys a little bit more food for thought, uh, some interesting ideas to chew on, and uh, a little bit to fuel our mind as we face this week and whatever else you guys come back to listen to this. So I wanted to start this week by talking about, or rather following up with, what we talked about last week. What we talked about last week was finding the positive, finding the good that happened, even in such a crummy year as last year was. So I spent the whole episode last week talking about the things that I viewed as positive in in my mind and in my world, both professionally in my school and also personally, the things that uh, I thought were better even after a year that, (laughs) by all arguments, was probably not a very good year for just about anybody. So after I posted that episode, I took to social media and I asked for people to do a favor to me and let me know the good that happened in their life. So I wanted to just read a couple of those for you. Um, The first came from Melissa, and she says, I've been home with my kids since last March. They've been virtually learning. I've been able to spend time with them, really see what they are learning, so I don't have to ask the dreaded question, how was school, what did you learn? I was also able to see where my kids struggled and flourished in terms of academics. I think it was also great to see how my family fared during a very challenging time, both mentally and financially. We all became a team and learned a lot about one another and how to make it work. I also saw my community come together and really help one another out. Would I want to go through this again? Nope. But what I gained this year is a once in a lifetime experience. Stay safe, all. That's beautiful, and I think it's perfect. It's a great encapsulation of the kind of stuff that I think we all learned last year, the, the experiences that we never would have had had it not been for the circumstances that was presented to us by that year of 2020. So next on Instagram, I, I got this comment from a married couple, so I figured it'd be kind of awesome to share it. First comes from uh, Carissa, the wife of a couple. And she said, extra quality time with my husband. And I rediscovered my love for photography. That's awesome. A little more free time on our hands with our spouse. I don't think any of us can complain about that. Maybe mine can these days. I don't know. Probably drove her a little crazy during (laughs) during the lockdown. Uh, And rediscovering the love for photography. I think that's spectacular. You know, often you find with just a little bit of extra time, things that you forgot you love to do. Like I talked about riding my bike around last week, that's something I would not have gone out of my way to make time to do had it not been for the fact that I was locked down in the house. And then husband, Brandon, the mechanic Catino, professional kickboxer for Team Tiger Shulman's friend of mine. Uh, So I have to, of course, shout him out fully. Nonetheless, uh, his response was, started a podcast. Got to spend quality time with my wife. Got to connect with friends and family that much more. That's awesome. I think that's really, really spectacular. And some, uh, definitely some stuff to be proud of. So first off, 
Uh, you can find Brandon at B Catino, C-U-T-T-I-N-O-T-S-M-A. That's him on Instagram. His podcast is The Art of MMA. It's on YouTube, uh, and that's the easiest way to listen. So, again, just a great response and great food for thought. Right? Look at the things he was able to accomplish with just a little bit more time. And like I said, of course, quality time with the spouse, never a bad thing, as well as connections with friends and family. I know I definitely reached out to people I hadn't reached out to in a long time last year and just, you know, reconnected the connection, made things that much deeper. So as we move forward here, I want to transition into what I want to talk about this week. And it's going to be very related to what we were talking about last week because it's a lesson that I learned in this past week that really came from <laughs> last week being what it was. Last week being the anniversary of Jim's closing, you know, I, I reached out to some friends and family. I, you know, I, I put it out there to let people know that, listen, you know, I overcame this year. This year was very trying, uh, not just business-wise, but mentally, of course. What a challenge it was to try to get through it. And I, I put it out there. And um, to my friends and family, like I said, because I know one of the greatest things that made me make strides, that made me feel any kind of better, was to know that others were going through the problem as well. Not just going through the problem, but feeling about the problem what I was feeling. See, there's a thing about the way we handle traumatic things is often we feel like we're the only one going through them, that we're the only one feeling what we're feeling about them. It can be a very lonely feeling. And often we don't get the chance to lean on somebody else. We don't feel like we can. And when I posted this out there, I said to people, you know, like, I want you to know that you're not in this alone, that what you're feeling, lots of people feel it too. And I got through it. And because I got through it, I know you can get through it too. You're not alone. Keep moving forward. Obviously, it was a much bigger and longer post than that, but that was the basic gist of it. And um, I got reached out to by my cousin Frank. And my cousin Frank lives down in Virginia. You know, we all grew up together, big Italian family. Um, of the children uh, in my family, there's a quick background on that side. Uh, my grandmother's one of four sisters. All four sisters lived very, very close to each other. That whole side of the family is super tight. So um, there's a bunch of kids that came out of uh, my father's generation. It's my father's side of the family. And uh, Frank is the second oldest of the kids on my father's side in my generation. And because he was a little bit older than I, not that we weren't close, we're family, of course, but it wasn't like we were super close throughout the years uh, like we uh, like we had been like I was with the, the cousins who were, you know, only a year or two from me. But close enough. Um, as a matter of fact, you guys may have heard me talk about my Uncle Frank that passed away uh, a few months ago, and that is my cousin Frank's father. Technically, they're both my cousin Frank, but that's a, a whole uh, family tree lesson that we don't need to get into. And um, 
he reached out to me about my post and he regaled me with some of the things that he went through, not only this year, but the, you know, the couple of years previous. And he agreed with my sentiment about how people can feel like such a burden to reach out to others, how we could, how taking care of ourselves and leaning on others seems like the last thing we should worry about. And when he sent me this message, he sent me with it a link to a TED Talk. And I'm sure you guys are familiar with TED Talks, and you can find them online, and I would strongly suggest, I'm going to talk about a TED Talk now, um, and I strongly suggest watching this video because, man, it is powerful. You know, and a lot of TED Talks are, by all means. But this one in particular felt just so powerful to me. Um, and I'll just read you a little bit of background about the gentleman uh, whose TED Talk it was. It was Dr. Fergus Connolly. Uh, and he is the world's foremost human performance, uh, one of the world's, I should say, foremost human performance thoughts leaders and influencers. It is applied performance science with leading sports, military, and business teams. He's the only coach to have full-time roles in every major sport, including soccer, professional and college football, and rugby. So as a, as a scientist, as a performance scientist, Fergus has worked with everyone from the most elite of our military operators to professional athletes and, and so many others. And in his TED Talk, um, I'm going to paraphrase it a little bit, which is why I strongly suggest that you look up Fergus Connolly's TED Talk. I'll, I'll spell it out for you now and I'll make sure I give it to you again at the end. Fergus is F-E-R-G-U-S. And the last name Connolly is C-O-N-N-O-L-L-Y. Again, and it's a TED Talk. And I'm, like I said, I'm going to paraphrase. I'll give you what I took out of it. And then I really want you guys to go and watch this as well. I think it was so powerful. So Fergus was talking about when he was sitting in a room full of operators. And he was giving them one of the lessons that he gives. And... Somebody asks him, Fergus, what was your greatest failure? And he thought for a minute, mostly about running out the door, trying to get out of there without admitting this out loud, about one of uh, the times that he, he had his greatest failure. And he, he tells a story about coming back from a trip, and at this time he was working in sports. And when he was working in sports, uh, he was a he was a coach, obviously. And no sooner did he get back from a vacation than one of his friends shot him a text message and said, "Hey, Fergus, you should check this out." And what the friend sent Fergus was an online advertisement, a job listing for Fergus's position in the organization that he worked in. So sports is a volatile world. You know, you work at the pleasure of the head coach. So Fergus goes to the head coach, can't find him, goes to the athletic director and says, what's this all about? And the athletic director says, I don't know. I'll get to the bottom of it. Don't worry about it. 
Ferguson feels a little better, goes home, and like less than an hour later, gets a phone call. Hey, we're going to be relocating your office. So come gather up your stuff. And by the end of the week, we should have a new office for you. So he says, okay, great. Comes, gathers his stuff, and thinks nothing of it. And um, a week goes by, and he's kind of thankful for the break. But then two weeks go by, and he's getting a little stir-crazy. And then three. And then four. Now a month has gone by, and nothing has happened. So Fergus goes, and uh, he's sitting there one night, and he decides, you know, tomorrow, that's going to be the day that I'm going to get an answer. I'm going to call, and I'm not going to be, I've called before, but I didn't really get answers. I am not going to be settled until I get an answer. So he does exactly this. He uh, gets himself all sorts of worked up. It's like four in the morning. Gets this idea, this is exactly how I'm going to go about my plan. The other part of the story that's important is Fergus has had a bit to drink by this point. So he decides he's going to drive to his girlfriend's house, tell her his wonderful plan, and do it from there in the morning. And, you know, drives a few blocks to his girlfriend's house, has an accident. Because he's way over the legal limit, gets arrested. Now, he's in the hospital, and the nurse uh, is trying to put that little sensor on his fingertip while she's taking blood from him. He kind of freaks out and tries to get the thing off. She takes it as him trying to attack her, and now he's got an assault charge on top of a DUI. And as bad as those first four weeks were, the ensuing four weeks were much, much worse. And, you know, people started to, to distance themselves from him and so forth. And all he's thinking this whole time is, man, oh man, can't somebody else be the highlight of ESPN for a while? Because, of course, he's a public figure. So he wound up all over ESPN headlights, uh, headlines, I should say. <clears throat> so while he's waiting for <laughs> anybody else to make news at all for some kind of crazy outburst, he starts to get phone calls from these high-level athletes, from these operators, and everybody else that he works with. And all of them ask two questions. And the first is simple. Fergus, what really happened? Secondly, Fergus, why didn't you call? And his answer was always the same. Because they didn't want to be a burden. And he went on to talk about how every single one of these people, after he told them that, they all went on to tell him a story about their own personal failures and their own trials and tribulations and, you know, loss or whatever else life threw their way. And how each one of them they didn't seem to succeed to the high level that they did in spite of this failure. Instead, they found a way to succeed because of that failure. And as Fergus is telling the story 
to this room full of operators, they're like, yeah, that happens to us too. You know, that's kind of par for the course. And he says, you know, we, we go on to talk for the next little while about dogs. He's like, specifically sheep dogs. He goes, because guard dogs, they guard things. Sheep, do sheep dogs, they guard people. And there's a great many different types of sheep dogs. You know, some a little more vicious than others. But the thing about the sheepdog is they are there to take care of others. Because in our lives, there's three types of people. There's your sheep. And your sheep are the people that you feel the, the most want to take care of. Not because they're weak, not because they're helpless, but instead because you love them and they're special to you. These are your family. This, this is your children. These are the people that are so, that mean so much to you in the world. Then there's the wolves, the narcissists and the bullies and the people who overstep. And, you know, in this metaphor, it can be the loss and craziness and et cetera that life throws our way. The year 2020, for example. And then there's the sheepdogs that stand in the middle. And the thing about those sheepdogs is they're as true as true can be. You know, I, all you guys are, have interacted with dogs, I'm sure. And I mean, you guys know what a love I am of dogs. And there is no truer creature in the world. Right? <laughs> they never disguise their intentions whatsoever. But the thing about dogs is, is, is that, that trueness, that want to protect, that want to take care of, as much as it's their greatest strength, Often, it's also the greatest, their greatest weakness. Why? Because sometimes they get so busy taking care of everybody else that they forget that they need to be taken care of as well sometimes. And this message spoke to me on such a, a, a visceral level because it's what I do. <laughs> I'm here to take care of other people. I'm here to help other people. And I don't always have the easiest time asking for help because I don't like to lean on other people because it is not my job. My job, my mission, my purpose is to be there to take care of others. And I think a lot of us feel that way, especially when it comes to our family, especially when it comes to our loved ones, our business, our coworkers, our teams. I think we all have people in our life that are our sheep, the people that we want to take care of more than anything else. And we forget, as sheepdogs, that sometimes we need to lean on another sheepdog. We need to lean on somebody else who really can be there for us the way we are there normally for other people. And we can't allow ourselves to get lost in our job of taking care of others and forget to take care of ourselves. It doesn't make us weak. It doesn't make us a burden. It doesn't make us a failure. And sometimes that's a really hard truth to accept. Sometimes we have to remember that as much as we are the sheepdog, to somebody else, you're the sheep. My, I, I showed this video to my wife, 
And she laughed at me and she's like, I'm not a sheep. I was like, to me, you are. I'm like, you're not a sheep to me because you're weak. You're not a sheep to me because you can't take care of yourself. You're a sheep to me because I love you and it is my job in this world to take care of you. And she goes, but I'm a sheepdog too. And she points at me and she goes, because I love you and I'm going to take care of you and you can always lean on me. And that's what we have to remember. That sometimes that sheep and sheepdog relationship, it goes two ways. You know, I my mother for a, a great point of, period of my life, I should say, was my sheepdog. Obviously, she's my parent. But now I'm an adult. And now in a lot of ways, I'm a sheepdog for her and she's my sheep. That relationship goes two ways and we can't forget it. So... This goes back to a message we've spoken to in the past. And I think it's so important. Don't be afraid to ask others for help. Don't be afraid to lean on others. Because, trust me, they'll be more than happy to help you. More than happy to. And they'll be more than happy to help you early, before the big problem. And you'll feel a lot less foolish if you ask for the help in the beginning, before the problem, then if you wait until after that major problem, where you have to ask answer that same question that Fergus had to answer whenever people called him. Why didn't you call? Trust me, that one's a lot worse than just asking for help in the first place. So again, guys, I want to encourage you to go and find the video. It's like 12, 13 minutes long. But, oh, my God, is it worth it? Again, Fergus Connolly, F-E-R-G-U-S-C-O-N-N-O-L-L-Y. It's a TED Talk. Find the video. Trust me, it's worth it. That's all I have for you guys this week. As always, please rate and review the podcast wherever you listen. Subscribe so you get new episodes every Wednesday. Make sure that you guys do me the biggest favor of all and share the podcast. That's huge to me. Thank you. You can find me. Reach me via email. SenseiLeonelli at gmail.com You can find me on Facebook. On Facebook, I'm Sensei James Leonelli. On Twitter and Instagram, I'm at Sensei underscore Leonelli. You can find my school online at tsk.smithtown.com Find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash tigershulmansmithtown on Twitter and Instagram, we are at TSMMA underscore Smithtown. Um, you can find the podcast on Instagram at TS Smithtown Podcast. Find out more about the Tiger Shulman's organization as a whole at TSK.com. And until next time, I'll see you guys on the map.